0: back my name is chris i'm andy and i'm c and this is streaming things the only podcast we're pretty sure that brings you the best the brightest the strangest the sexiest tv shows and film properties to stream right from your home in an ocean of streaming networks vying for your attention we are your lighthouse your beacons of broadcast your curators of content Mm-hmm. Soup to nuts. So today on the show we got an action-packed uh, extravaganza planned for you. We
1: an extravaganza. I think so.
0: I think that that yeah. you know qualifies that we thought of something seven minutes ago we could possibly talk about as an extravaganza. Oh, that's a very generous number. If you came seven here minutes ago, <laughs> if you came here for some Morbius hot takes. You will be sorely disappointed and none of us uh, subjected ourselves to that nonsensory.
1: I was willing to do it, but uh, I unfortunately didn't have enough time to go see it before we started recording. So maybe next week I can have those hot takes for you. I decided to stay home and watch a movie that might've been worse. I won't know until I see more of this,
0: but uh, you'll hear about that a little bit later. Um, but we are going to talk about some reactions we had to the 2022 Oscars ceremony. And uh, of course, Crossing streams, some things that we've been streaming since last we met. Uh, I'll take it right from the top, some important things coming up, okay? So, before we get to that, though, you can email the show by writing into streamingthingspod at gmail.com. That's right, we paid for a Google email address. Streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Do it. You can also become a subscriber to the show. Help us build the foundation on which the Lighthouse rests by going to patreon.com slash streaming things. That's patreon.com slash streaming things and subscribe in a variety of tiers that give you a plethora of rewards including voting on movies that we get to watch each month when we do our Patreon episodes. When we get more patrons, we'll do more Patreon episodes. So we just did a Twilight episode for Patreon members. And honestly, that was a blast. And it's a shame only yeah. 12 people will hear it because it is right. funny. It is glorious. It is, what is what else is it? Chock full of tea metaphors.
2: Chock full it is of tea <laughs> surprisingly
0: metaphors. Surprisingly so. Everybody loves the tea because that's like, uh, a, a metaphor for goss, right? It hot really goss is. and yeah. hot tea. Is that why that's a metaphor? I don't know. Because they're both hot. And you spill them? Ooh. Spill tea? Do you spill it, though, if you're a careful person, Steve?
1: I don't know. I don't know if
2: You got to spill Steve? that tea. Steve, don't spill that tea.
1: Steve, you don't spill that tea? <laughs> oh, rent my lap. This was the first time i would ever seen Twilight. So it was an experience. So if you want to listen to that, go to patreon.com uh, slash streaming things to become a $5 or more subscriber, and you can listen to them. And I gotta say, I'm starting to become a pretty big fan of Kristen Stewart's. So you don't say,
0: yeah. I mean, you of all people—that's beginning to happen. (laughs) So that that happens live
1: on that episode. And if and if you are, you're like, I need more of an incentive. Like you mentioned before, Chris, you can be a part of polls to decide. Uh, the next Patreon episode, what is the current poll to decide the next episode? What's that? So the April episode uh,
0: that that will be at least the one Patreon episode that we do is Nicolas Cage themed in honor of the unbearable weight of massive talent, which is a film we're all looking forward to. I believe it comes out on April the 22nd. I'm pretty sure it's based on us. I think so. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> we are the unbearable. It's weight definitely like talent. an illusion to us. Uh, But yeah, so that's a Nicolas Cage theme poll. And so the three movies, we each get to nominate one. That's how the polls work. Uh, I nominated Face Off, uh, the John Woo film. Andy nominated the legendary Ghostwriter. That's right. And then Steve, what what did you nominate?
1: National Treasure.
0: National (sighs) Treasure. Because he's just looking forward to stealing the Declaration of Independence. I'm going to steal the Declaration of Independence. Which is a movie you've never seen as well somehow. Is that right? That is right. Yep. Honestly, the score is really good. Is it? Yeah, I know. I know Sean Bean's in it too. So
2: it's a it's a romp.
0: It it is a romp. It's a very fun movie. Mm. I, I'm just a big fan of National Treasure. I've seen it probably five times. I would say. Wow. Yeah. So it's a fun it's a fun go. We put the poll on Twitter as well, just to give you a taste. But however, the results of the Twitter poll will not dictate what we do we Your just voice wanna,
1: means nothing to us on twitter <laughs> we just
0: want to give you a taste that's why we have 60 followers <laughs> i'm actually that was just a reminder to me to use it because you know switching to the stream thing pod twitter is just something i'm not want to do uh, but i need to or there will never be more followers than that Act. if you don't use it you lose it and that is true we learned that in a judd apatow film yep. uh so yeah uh thank you to our current patrons uh we usually do a little something special to, to thank our patrons here on streaming things
1: Well, thank you phil mm. thank you for your support we appreciate it so much thank you carmelita you just come in here and you give us all that love and oh bless your heart bless your heart carrie oh my gosh girl the way you come in here and give us your support it just warms me it warms me inside thank you so much the enza You speak Dutch. We learned that. You speak like four different languages based off the last episode. Thank you for telling us that. I wish I could speak one. Thank you, Cake. Thank you, Cake. <laughs> and Katie, oh my goodness, Katie, you are just a true Southern belle. Thank you so much for always being the one who follows Cake in this in this whole thing. <laughs> Thank you, Daniel. Thank you, Jimmy. You were on a Patreon episode once and and now you are a patron. We got you. That's how we get them. Thank you, Sarah. Hope your moves going well. Thank you, Elo. Because that's your nickname. You haven't really <laughs> actually responded to us in any way to see if you like that nickname. <laughs> so we're just going to keep rolling with it. Thank you so much, Kyle. Oh, my goodness. You are just a great big bowl of man that I love. <laughs> and thank you so much to our newest patron subscriber, Tomas. Or Toma. Or Thomas. I think the S is silent. I mean, I'm
0: pretty sure about that. I don't speak as many languages as Enza, but I'm a, I know enough to know that that S is likely
1: silent. Maybe it's Thoma. Yeah, and you, Yeah, it's definitely yeah. a TH. So bless your all little hearts for being a patron subscriber. And thank you to Dolly Parton for
0: stopping in to, uh, you know, hoorah, our patrons. Oh, you're welcome. I just work from nine to five.
1: I loved you. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you
0: in Fried Green Tomatoes. Oh, who didn't? You're in that movie, right?
1: You and everybody else. I don't know. I don't have her ba- IMDb <laughs> in front of me. My, my wife
0: <laughs> loves Fried Green Tomatoes, the movie. And so I've seen it, but I, I think she's in it. Okay. I, okay. I, I want to say it's definitely not Reba McIntyre. It might be Reba McIntyre. <laughs> <laughs> I don't recall. I know she's in tremors. That's the more important knowledge to have in my, in my, in my head brain. Uh, anywho, so we've got some big stuff cooking for May, and we wanted to kind of shout it out, let all of our listeners know that there will be changes a-coming. If you've been a longtime listener, it's more like uh, less of a change and more of a reversion. Right. Mm-hmm. So more of what you're actually used to. But obviously, we've talked many times about Stranger Things coming back on May 27th. And then again, the second half of season four dropping on July 1st. So what we're going to do in May, I believe, is we're going to change our symbol, right? Like our, our, our icon, our avatar album artwork, album artwork, if you will, back to the uh, Stranger Things themed one. We will also change the name of our show back to streaming things, colon, a stranger things podcast, mm-hmm. and then uh, we'll change our music back to the stranger things themed music. Any other changes I forgot?
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you again, Dolly. Uh...
2: <laughs> Thanks for coming. <laughs> Sorry about your throat cancer. <laughs> uh, uh, it starts with, uh, I just meant because my voice was terrible when I tried to do joy spies just now. Uh, okay. <laughs> For a second, I was like, I didn't hear that news. That's sad. I was trying to remember the music in my head, and I was like, it has well at the beginning, but I forgot. It's like, it's like home, but it's so dark and empty. It's like home, but it's so dark and empty.
1: Yeah, but we'll be re-releasing
0: the old episodes. Yeah, we're going to pick a few recaps or maybe uh, extra special ones and and, uh, Peter out. Throughout May, we will be popping back in live to do a few things. We're definitely going to talk about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It would be content creator suicide not to do that. And also we'll probably really want to Uh, We'll also probably talk about Top Gun Maverick because that seems like just a hoot and holler. Uh, And then uh, other than that, we might do I think we're going to rewatch all three seasons of Stranger Things and then do like an extra special recap episode. Uh, right before that should probably drop on May twentieth yeah. or thereabouts. Like, a, where are we with Stranger Things three years removed from the last Stranger Things? Yeah, I mean, because it's been uh, two years longer than any of us thought it would be. I'd love to revisit <laughs> our predictions. Yeah, we're gonna yep. be doing that. Yeah, I, that'll be a fun episode, kind of because we did do a Stranger Things season three recap and predictions of season four three years ago. So God knows where our brains were. Uh, it'll be a fun, it'll be a fun time to it'll revisit be, it, that.
1: It'll be nice to listen to the pre prand pandemic uh us three of us when we had hope <laughs> we, when we had hopes and dreams and we didn't know what zoom was <laughs> it'll be great to dogecoin didn't exist yet
0: yeah. Oh, well, it did oh did it mm-hmm. has it been
2: around that long mm-hmm.
0: 2013 listen to these sweet summer child but we didn't know about it yeah where did anyone else um, yeah, so that'll be really fun. That's what's on store for May. So we'll be we'll, we'll be coming at you weekly throughout April, starting with this episode. Uh, and there's actually a lot of good movies coming out in April, by the way. So get excited. I mean, my most anticipated movie of the year is dropping on april twenty second alongside the unbearable weight of massive talent. It's uh, Robert Egger's newest film, The Northman which I'm very, very excited about. But we've also got uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once next week. I mean, that's probably going to be everybody's favorite of the year from what it sounds like. The the Daniels' newest film, Uh, patron subscriber Daniel, worked really hard on that, and we appreciate that. (laughs) Thank you. He's one half of the Daniels. Yeah, he's one of them. I don't know which one. And uh, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. But then also uh, April 15th, there's a really neat movie I think I told you guys about. It's directed by Riley Stearns, uh, starring Karen Gillan and uh, uh, Aaron Paul. And that's a movie about uh, Karen Gillan plays a woman who is terminally ill. So she clones herself. There's like a company that will clone you to carry on living your life and talking to your parents and stuff so they don't get sad. And then she finds out that she's not actually going to die. And so uh, the court of, of you know, the, the court of law in this world mandates that the her and the clone fight to the death to see which of her will carry out the life. So she goes to. Jesse Pinkman <laughs> to as you as you should <laughs> to train for yeah, the bitch. fight. <laughs> yeah, bitch, this is what you do. Uh, so that, that movie looks fun. I think it's going to be a smaller release. So I, would, I just wanted to shout it out and give it some support. It got a lot of buzz at Sundance um, and I'm missing some big releases, but the, April's chock full. So that's what we'll be doing all month. But then again, next month, other than Dr. Strange and Top Gun, I think we're going to talk exclusively Stranger Things. shit. Until we've got a big bonanza planned, we're all taking off work. We're gonna stay up all night watching Stranger Things and hopefully bring you the earliest coverage on the episode. So we're we're back to that. We need your support. Well, you know, we used to have a lot of listeners back when Stranger Things season three was out. Um, so get on your Reddits, get on your Cora, uh, whatever <laughs> social Quora. media you use. Tell everybody, hey, streaming things is where it's at. If you like Stranger Things content. And use that word because that is the acceptable nomenclature for what we do. They're back. They're back from the upside down. We're back to finding chocolate puddings Mm -hmm. uh, and other things that we do. I don't recall. I have to brush up on how the fucking show works. Probably. (laughs) I think chocolate pudding was Easter eggs, right? No, chocolate pudding was our no, favorite moment. Easter Eggos. Was oh, Easter Egos was our Easter egg segment. Easter yeah. Eggos, which was clever because Eleven loves Eggos. Mm-hmm. Chocolate mm-hmm. pudding was our top three favorite moments of each episode. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. See? You guys remember? We still got it. Oh, it's going to be fun. I'm really, really excited. I mean, we had a real guiding line with those shows it's all willy-nilly nowadays it's the wild west out here yeah and if there are any
2: canadian news channels that are interested in <laughs> featuring us yes this, this time
0: stop. i will believe any email that comes my way offering to put us on tv well don't say that on air no no, no no no. every Nigerian one. <laughs> prince
1: who's willing to fund streaming things you just have to give me
0: money well one of you two is gonna have to look into that because i'm gonna immediately say all what's right, this boot how much do you need <laughs> Oh man. I'm not letting that happen again. Damn it! Here's my social. We we could have made it big. We could have been. We could Honestly, have been a contender. We could have been. What if I had answered in the affirmative? Yes, ma'am. I believe that you're a real news anchor. I will be on your four o'clock evening news show talking about Stranger Things. Netflix could be sending us advanced episodes of Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. You know, but now nay, we're gonna get up at three a.m. again, hang out with each other. We don't even like each other. <laughs> Stay up all night and day. Truly, the darkest timeline
1: happening right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is, it, it is pivotal moment. In I could have reversed, Chris.
1: I could still have my natural arm and not this robotic prosthetic <laughs> that looks like a hook.
0: Who knows what with the butterfly wings? The of pandemic
2: would have never happened. <laughs> How <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. dare you? This is all on you, <laughs> Chris. It could
0: be. It could be. Have you seen the movie The Butterfly Effect? I have. Ashton Kutcher and the guy that went on to play Foggy. Dude, I used to love that movie. That was like that cinematic was my fucking jam. That was cinematic peak at the time. <laughs> wow. This script, Ashton Kutcher's performance, does it get any better?
1: I, that, hate it. That I one hated girl that movie. From when her trip. Trip.
0: I can't remember her name. Amy Smart? Yeah, Amy, Amy Smart, Smart, yeah. And it's Foggy Nelson that's in that, right? As his really friend? Yeah, that I like, think so. In every timeline, he dies. Yeah. Spoilers think, for Butterfly right. Effect. I forgot uh, that. Dang. Yeah, I, I remember. I'll never forget. There's a scene, I and mean, this is not what I wanted this episode to be, but there's a scene in that movie where uh, Foggy, I think, takes the, the uh, what do they call it at the movie theaters, where in, in actual theaters, where like the velvet ropes are hooked. The dividers you know, and stanchions? Stanchions. He takes a stanchion and beats a dude almost to death with it and for some reason that image is burned into my tiny brain
2: dude i don't know why but when you were like there's this one part in this movie i immediately was like he's gonna say the movie theater thing like that is also my like burnt like never gonna forget moment from that movie and i don't remember shit i didn't remember foggy nelson was in it or that he died but i remembered the movie theater stanchion like it it must be a good scene i'm gonna go back it's brutal Okay. I know when when I was a kid, I was thinking,
0: wow, that's the way to do it. If you're gonna do it, that's the way to <laughs> do it. You know what
1: I mean? <laughs> if I, was a, if I was a killer guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think he was being bullied. Uh, and it just felt good in a weird way. Anywho we're not we're not this isn't the Butterfly Effect episode, but right into streaming things Pod at gmail.com if you'd like to watch Butterfly Effect. Butterfly Affleck? Yeah, that's <laughs> the one I want to see. <laughs> <laughs> it's Ben Affleck as a butterfly is all I could picture. And he's, just,
1: and he's just fucking over it. Yeah, he's so <laughs> he's upset smoking, to be smoking flying around. <laughs>
0: it's fucking terrible. Uh, going to J-Lo's flower. Uh, she, she would play the flower oh, that the butterfly would land on. Sex. That's a sex metaphor. <laughs> that's
1: not what it was. <laughs> that's a, I swear. Oh, yeah, it was.
2: It was not pollinate. No, Andy, days. no pollination.
0: <laughs> I did see a TikTok today. Speaking of pollination, I don't know if you guys know this. I'm going to try to recreate it. this is facts. Oh God, where is this going? No, 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 no. Check it out. This is fact. This lady said that. Have you heard about uh, like horticultural sexism? I forget the real name, but to something like that. So anyway, apparently like towns will plant only male trees because the female trees are the ones that drop fruit and seeds and annoying things like pine cones oh. on the ground. So they'll purposely plant male trees that don't do that. However, male trees are the ones that uh, exude the pollen. So that's the reason all of your allergies are, are acting up. And she was like, essentially pollen is tree come. And yeah. so because of the town's tree sexism, they're, it's basically a, a tree bukkake
2: when you walk out your front door oh every day. God. <laughs> I, I, I did not know that trees had sex. That there was a. Uh, or, I don't that think they do, Andy. They, that they <laughs> have. Yeah. They're gendered. That okay. they are okay. male trees sure, sure, sure. and female trees. I, I always no thought idea. it was like a, they had
1: a boat. They had both parts for trees. Like trees uh-huh. had a had pollen, and they also
2: had piston and what was it? Pistons and uh, stems or whatever. Vagines. Hermaphroditic. culture. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. I knew that they had
0: uh, sexes because uh, my brother was a uh, green thumb for marijuana uh-huh. and uh, and was punished by society for that. <laughs> but so he would. How dare you
1: have a green thumb freak. You got to keep the males and the
0: females <laughs> separate. And, you know, so that was a thing when yes. I was a kid. I'm, oh, we? Well, just, like just like just like the school dance. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow. I wish I had
1: a green thumb. Yeah,
0: I was Owen ladies. Wilson as a child. <laughs> His character from Cars. Lightning
2: ka-chow. Queen. Chow. I wish I had sex. Ka-chow.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna go to the school dance with a girl. ka-chow <laughs>
0: <laughs> Indeed. Wow. Indeed. Uh so anyway, that's what's coming up, and I think that brings us to our crossing streams segment. <laughs> Crossing Streams is a segment where each week we talk about the films and TV shows that we've been streaming since last we met. My God. All right out there, all you cool cats and kittens, prepare yourselves, because we've been streaming things. Is that
1: that goddamn Carol Baskins? (laughs) (laughs) I'm broke as shit. (laughs) Pardon me, Trump. (laughs) Pardon me
0: pardon me <laughs> damn it andy yes, i know you've been a busy little beaver I'm calibrating your television what have you been streaming on it i
2: have i don't think i told this story to steve yet but i stayed up way 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 too late last night rewatching the first like minute of the raid on pluto mm-hmm. tv and the um, entirety of Twilight again. And then, yes, the entirety of Twilight again. You're such a twi-hard. Fucking with the hard uh, <laughs> Fucking with my display and the, the QLED in my living room, uh, something was off when we were watching Twilight the other day. We mm-hmm. noticed some juddering happening when we were watching Moon Knight, and then we noticed some uh, flickering and dark scenes in Twilight. I stayed up until, like, almost five in the morning fucking Jesus with this last night. Well, so it was like I, I became, like... Hyper fixated on it, and then like when I try to go to bed at like three, then I just what my body wasn't having it having it. But uh anyway, so I, I got it all and it's all worked out now, or at least as well as it what can was be. Chris issue? was like, "Why the fuck are you worrying about streaming fidelity?" And I'm like, "I know you're right, but that's how I watch things, so I don't know what to do." <laughs> well, with
0: uh-huh. me, I just Google my TV what are the best settings? And I read a few nerds that I seem, like seem trustworthy and I just do whatever they say and I'm done. I do that too. Mm. I
2: don't have time for that. (laughs) And I had done that for this TV, but uh, the settings change depending there. There's so many different factors that can fuck with it. Like how close is your router to your TV? Because the, the interference can fuck with it and all this shit. I went down the rabbit hole. But all's to say is I watched Twilight again last night on uh, Yay. Uh, the rental on Apple TV because I wanted to have the highest fidelity of streaming possible mm. when I was doing my troubleshooting. But it's also free on Pluto TV anytime you guys want to check it out. Um, I also finished my my whole Twilight rewatch with my girlfriend, and I am a hard now. I'm a big <laughs> fan. Um, and I, uh, I honestly got invested and I had a good time with it. And so I was, if there's, if anybody out there has like a property that you kind of like turn your nose up at and you're like, oh, that's not for me. Maybe give it a shot. Cause I was pleasantly surprised by something that I thought was absolute trash. Now, Andy, you have to answer
1: this question. It's very important. What team are you? Are you team Jacob? Are you team, uh, Edward.
2: Edward? Yeah, sorry, I can think of. Right. I almost said Pattinson, but that's not right. I am Team Alice, and I just i i, I want to write that fanfic. That wasn't my question.
1: You're <laughs> oh, dodging mean, the
2: question, Mr. President.
1: <laughs> oh wait, you're sorry. Chris is Mr. President. Sorry.
2: So I, I think they're both kind of terrible people, and uh, I, I'm not for either of them. One is an absolute hothead and aggressive. The other's possessive and weird. And uh, I don't think that either was a good match. And uh, mm-hmm. I, I wish that it had ended differently than it did. But I still had fun. Um, Do you and, prefer Jacob's long hair or short hair? Oh, definitely the short hair. He looks so fucking weird in that <laughs> big, dude. Um, <laughs> but I guess if I had to say one or the other, it would I would have to be Team Edward because vampires are cool. You know. Werewolves aren't? No. Mm-hmm. They're not. Spoken like a true vamp. I just sit there and pet the puppy but then i go be with my, yeah, my how can you man. say that with penny in the room man
1: she's right there she's a descendant of wolves <laughs> the, she's a quiloot <laughs> look at that cute I little knew that
2: th- oh no <laughs> what's a quiloot uh, that's, the, that's tribe the tribe of, of werewolves of. Yeah. Uh, damn
0: it uh, steve you weren't paying
1: attention What? Well, that was a whole 48 hours ago <laughs>
2: <laughs> so also on uh Pluto TV, I watched The Raid, uh, the whole thing, not just the first minute. And I have to say... Was the first minute just because that was a good test of it your was. TV's functionality? Yes. Okay. It's very low-lit and uh, contrasty, and there was like flashing in the dark scenes. It's where Andy
0: so. had identified a severe problem, and mm-hmm. so he was using that as the control you
2: had that noise in the darks yes exactly and uh i i actually could not make that go away but i did get it to go away in twilight so it doesn't matter this i think i that think Andy the, troubleshooting his tv podcast the
1: noise in the dark is i think that's much more of a streaming issue than your tv yeah because if you're if you i guarantee if you put a blu-ray in there it wouldn't do that mm-hmm that's uh, what i told him
2: but it was happening in twilight that's what chris do said <laughs> it was happening in twilight also and i got it to go away in twilight and that's all that i cared about because i am a Twilight now uh, but anyway the raid fucking rocks and like the dude that gets the thing stuck out of his throat and he fights anyway like by the time that fight was happening i was like i'm on this guy's team like i don't care that he's the bad guy anymore this is so badass team that guy yeah team that guy bella should be with him have you seen the raid steve no it's called the raid redemption um for some reason they added a subtitle to the first one uh in the Americas. was it always that way or is it just for america i think just america mm, but interesting. um it's a wonderful film gareth evans he has a new one coming out with tom hardy and i'm really excited I, at the time i was like he like does action things cool but now that i've seen the raid, i'm super down for the tom hardy yeah one. it's like a action as poetry Yeah, it's basically the whole conceit of the raid is there is a police raid that is the police are raiding a uh, apartment complex that Mm -hmm. has been overtaken by a uh, drug overlord or criminal kingpin. And uh, things go awry and basically everybody that's a tenant in this uh, hotel is uh, works for this drug lord. And it's just one giant long action scene that works its way up the uh, Mm -hmm. floors of the hotel. It's It's kind of like dread yes
0: the dread is considered to be highly derivative yeah. of of the raid yeah i remember so that when dread. it came out dread's amazing we dread's should really that. fucking that's, that's a good test for your fucking tv okay okay yeah when they do the drugs and dread it's gorgeous yeah what well, it was it was originally shot in 3d um so but it looks really neat even without that but yeah. uh what was i gonna say oh the raid is essentially like 100 minutes of the hallway scene from old boy Mm -hmm. Uh, you have to watch
2: it it's very very cool it was super cool and i'm excited to watch part two both parts are on um pluto tv uh the first part andy does not work for pluto tv i I just want to make that clear (laughs) i'm just excited about aren't they on hbo HBO max as well that's what i was about to say is that at least the first one is on hbo max however as far as i could tell it is only the dubbed version That's so strange that I can't alter that. The only other uh, language option when I was fucking with it last night was Spanish. And obviously it's not Spanish. But Pluto TV has the subs version. Pluto TV was the subs version. What the hell, HBO Max? I'm really disappointed in you right now. I was uh, I was I I was very surprised when I when I saw that. Um, So let's see. Uh, I I have been watching a couple of other things that have been pretty fucking cool. Uh, Have you guys heard of the show on Netflix? It's a docuseries called Bad Vegan. Yes. It is batshit crazy. So uh, recently uh, in the cultural zeitgeist, the big thing was um, the, uh, oh no, what's it called? The uh, Tinder Swindler. It's all about the uh, guy that got on Twitter. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told us about that. It was a long con where he was like, you know, wooing one girl with the the other girl's money and then he was doing this with a bunch of girls. So this is like that, only um, it is essentially about a a dude who uh, woos a... New York socialite who runs a uh, raw vegan, high society, fancy restaurant. And uh, she's massively successful, successful multimillionaire. It's like a celebrity hotspot. Like Owen Wilson goes and hangs out there. She's close friends with Alec Baldwin and shit. Because I'll of have restaurant. the tofu, ka-chow. But this fucking <laughs> schlub, weird-looking fucking dude shows up and convinces her that he's immortal, and basically that he's <laughs> what, dude? I swear to God, you look at this guy, and it's like he's a former college NFL lineman. Not like, more at all. I swear to God, and he's like obsessed with uh, Thor, and he convinces her that he's in this eternal struggle with her, his brother, like that he's Thor and his brother's Loki and that they are uh, basically he's demonic and uh, this dude has to go around the world and kill demons and stuff, and he convinces this girl that she needs to give him money so he can set it aside so she can prove her willingness to struggle and she will become an immortal goddess that's part of this ethereal family that is ever waging war on earth and basically she he got her for millions of dollars and just went to the fucking casino it's in. is this a documentary it is oh okay this is true what stuff what the fuck I mean, that I, is
0: not what i thought that documentary i thought it was like a food network thing yeah and
1: i was like nah. You, you you were you know you're you're Painting a picture. You're making a tapestry <laughs> like, oh, it's this lady. She's a successful artist. And then fucking Loki and Thor <laughs> swindle her out of millions of dollars. Dude, it's
2: bad <laughs> shit. It's so fucking crazy. And it blows my mind. And you never, ever want to be like a blame the victim kind of person. But at right. some point, it's kind of like, yo, like you believe that? Yeah. It's 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 wild. And I encourage you guys to check it out. Just, just to go along for the ride. Like, holy shit. Well, I do think at a certain world. point.
1: I, I, I do think at a certain point. When you become that wealthy, you lose grip on reality in some ways. So. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Jesus, like if you're wealthy enough to give someone millions of dollars, it's like, what's your name? Thor sounds great. <laughs> Million uh, immortality. Oh, I would, I would love that. I
2: could spend even more money. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> it's nuts. It wow. is absolutely nuts. Like he convinces her that uh anytime that they need to talk about something serious, he uh, needs to. Do some sort cast some sort of spell to create something called the box that is like a uh, alternate dimension uh, soundproof room where they can actually talk about things and how the reason that he's all fat and schlubby is because he's wearing a meat meat suit that so he can and integrate with society. Dude, dude, I'm going to, when I start dating again, I'm going to try that one. But speaking of, this
1: is just a meat (laughs) suit. This isn't what I like under this. I look like I'm a 10 out of 10 washboard. (laughs) You ever heard of a six pack? I got a 12. You know, who Chris Hemsworth is. I'm basically him. You know, he, he
2: learned everything he knows about weightlifting from moi. (laughs) So uh, speaking of being uh, extremely wealthy and out of touch with society, another thing that I've been watching is a uh, dramatization of Elizabeth Holmes. That's uh, on uh, Hulu. Called the dropout. Are you guys familiar with who Elizabeth Holmes is? I don't. Uh, I'm pretty sure I do, but it's not coming to me. So she she ran the company. That she's a bad
0: person, right? Yes,
2: yes. So uh, she uh, uh, recently her court her her court. trial happened um so she was like the uh biomedical uh steve jobs she ran a company called theranos oh okay yeah she claimed that she could uh test for hundreds and hundreds of blood diseases and stuff just from the pick of a needle on your finger never ever actually drawing blood she was lying the whole time and i honestly think that she believed that like the technology would get there and she just needed to fake it until she made it. But she built up this like multi-billion dollar company and was frauding investors. And ultimately everything came crumbling down and she was just lying the whole time. Anyway, uh, there is a dramatization of it on Hulu called the dropout starring Amanda Seyfried. I don't know how to say her name. I think that's right. Um, And uh, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, Elizabeth Holmes is a bizarre, weird person who like had this affectation of her voice where she like, would talk all low and stuff. And she like uh, tried to convince everybody that like the uh, president of the company was actually abusing her. And he, he was the one that was trying to, his name Sonny Baldwani that he, he uh, was the one that was forcing her to lie to all these people and stuff. Like it's, it's really, really interesting and pretty well done. Basically like doing the backstory of like, how does a person become this monster? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I thought it was really well done. And Amanda Seyfried's a really good actress. So I think that she's crushing it. Yeah, she's. Playing she, I feel like she's uh, not in as many things as she used to be. Yeah, yeah. She was on top of the world for a minute there. Yeah, early yeah. 2010s. It seems like she was in but like it's every movie. Good to little see her
0: movie. doing some more. Um, I mean, she's always
1: she's always been
2: in a lot a of indie
0: films. Interesting yeah. role. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The movie Chloe and the movie what was that movie about the deep throat porn. Um, oh, I know sh- it had Adam Brody in it. I can't remember. Anyway, she does. She picks like yeah. interesting stuff. Um, She's always really I've always really, really liked her. She's she's yeah. pretty. I've, and I've heard she's incredible in this show. I just haven't checked it out yet. Yeah, because this came out. But also that's Hulu, right? Mm-hmm. And then we crashed, which is like another crooked company show. Oh, I haven't heard. Starring Morbius. One. Yeah, that came out with Jared Leto and fucking what's who else is in it? Um, Anne Hathaway. Uh,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah.
0: And that's supposed to be decent as well. But okay. I just I don't really have any interest in. I get to see corporations being shitty on my actual
2: life on a right. daily basis. Yeah. I've been weirdly obsessed with the Elizabeth Holmes story. Like I watched a documentary about it and then like I followed the court case and stuff. And so when this dropped, I was like, I have to at least check it out. I, um, for this type of thing, I'm way more interested in a documentary than I am a dramatization of it. But so far, I, it's interesting. It's just weird when they do dramatizations of, hey, you remember that thing from last year? here we went ahead and made a story about it and it's like well how much have you watched again give a little time and perspective but of that just the first episode is it and the pilot's pretty good yeah might yeah. check it out tonight it's uh it, it's worth a watch what's that sure.
1: on again hulu? Hulu. hulu hulu um
2: so uh another thing that i've been watching that you can watch on paramount plus or the first episode is on youtube and steve i know that you watched it too so i'm not going to go hard <laughs> on it but uh halo has been adapted for uh the small screens and uh I am so far really enjoying it. The first episode was pretty derivative of The Mandalorian, and uh, really disappointingly so. And for some reason, and I don't understand why they do this with video games. Did you guys see Dune with The Rock back in the day? Or not Dune, Doom, Doom? Oh, oh. Dune. I was like, what? <laughs> was like, the Rock's in Dune? Uh, oh, Want to see that version? No, I never watched Doom. Uh, so, for some reason, I've seen whenever... Video games are the first person shooters are adapted to um, film. They decide that they have to make it a first person, they have to use the first oh, person to, yeah. angle, and it's always shitty, Looks like stupid. With a, yeah, it's never fake, a hardcore Henry a fake CG gun running around on there. And they do it in Halo. and I'm like, why haven't you learned your lesson? They do it guys? like immediately. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, It's fine to have like a first person perspective thing, but they're even like, hey, look what we're doing and like have the camera like zoom into the side of his helmet and like turn in. And now we're looking through the Master Chief mask and stuff. And it's like, guys, this has never worked and you didn't make it work either. And but all that said, uh, I actually am enjoying it so far. It's set in uh, 2052, I think it says. Um, Something like that. Basically in the lead up to the fall of Reach. So it's like very early on in uh, Master Chief's story. And uh, so where this is taking place is kind of happening concurrently with uh, if they're sticking with the lore of Halo, like it's happening, happening concurrently with the video game Halo Reach, uh, which is the last one that Bungie did. And it's a really, really, really good game with a great story. And so I'd be really interested to see what kind of Easter eggs and stuff that they uh, layer in throughout it, because there is a wonderful story happening at the same time. And there's a lot of fun that, that could happen with it. They haven't done any of that yet. And so far, the two episodes are both like six out of tens. But I feel like they haven't completely shit the bed yet. And there's a lot of opportunity. And mm-hmm. so it might end up being really good. So I'm going to keep with it just because I love Halo and I love those games. I love the story. There's a really interesting lore. It's kind of like Destiny, though, where it's like a wonderful, neat world that they built. And you wouldn't know that if you played the game. And um, oh, and Halo was better at setting up their world than Destiny was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying like, they're yeah. It's definitely better than Destiny, but it's still not great. Anyway, um, so I've been watching that. And then I also watched another thing with you guys, so I'm not going to harp on it either. Uh, Moon Knight I watched on Disney Plus. And so far, I had Moon a fucking Knight. blast with it. But I'll stop because I feel like I've been talking for a hot minute. And, no, you're, doing, uh, great. No, you're doing great. I've been now. engaged the whole time. <laughs> and we can talk about Moon Knight with one of you guys. <laughs> well, let's get, let's, well, let's talk about Moon Knight. I'm mean, over here. Steve. I, I
1: watched Moon Knight with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think about it? I thought it was I thought it was fine, uh, so it didn't like blow me away or anything. But the, uh, I want to continue watching it because I do find Oscar Isaac's uh, performance to be incredibly magnetic, and uh, he's just a joy to watch. And I love what he's doing with the material. Um, uh, so anytime he was on screen and he's kind of like befuddled and doesn't know what he's doing. You know, I enjoy his performance because he's bringing everything that he can. He's opening all of his tools and he's, he's he's utilizing his time as best as possible. That being said, like I found myself a couple like when we were getting ready for the show to record today, I completely for- forgot that we watched Moon Knight
2: really yeah i totally
1: forgot about it um because i just as as of right now it's a little forgettable for me um but when i look back on it i was like oh no that was cool that was good i liked i went i like what they did there but something about it just isn't leaving an impact or at least that first episode because there's really there's only one out right now right correct um uh but i i think i think it's a very unique idea i i'm i'm interested to see where it goes for sure but for whatever reason i just i found myself like just forgetting about it almost immediately after i watched it and none of us are um
0: fans or or knowledgeable on the comics source not material yet, correct not at all. so correct. we don't have any of that perspective to add i'm with steve on this i i think um because it's been getting a lot of high praise and then there are some people disparaging uh mostly from the uk uh, oscar isaac's english accent mm-hmm. uh, but it has been argued convincingly that the character isn't actually British. And so he's a genius for putting it on in that kind of shitty affectation because he's just a guy with DID who, has a personality who thinks he's British, so mm-hmm. maybe that's accurate, right? I don't know. It might just be an excuse for why Oscar Isaac's not very good at the Well, it's
2: ge- genius regardless. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, can't, you can't criticize the accent, I feel like, and yeah. I, I think that that works. I love uh, Egyptian mythology fiction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, you guys know who Rick Riordan is. He wrote, like, the Percy Jackson series and stuff. I know um, that, yeah. I used to be big into those books, and he had another series that he wrote concurrently. The dude's one of the most prolific writers ever. It's crazy but um, he wrote a series of books called the Kane Chronicles that came out in like 2010 to 2015. And it's all about like uh, essentially Percy Jackson only instead of it being uh, Greek gods, it's Egyptian gods. Um, But I love that shit so much. Like (laughs) when somebody takes, cause Egyptian lore is so fucking interesting. And uh, when somebody takes the, that lore and maybe you know there's an argument to be made about cultural appropriation or whatever but when somebody takes that really interesting lore and then has fun with it it's really exciting to me and Mm -hmm. so like Moon Knight especially was like my jam uh like I didn't think that it was super duper well done and the the pacing was a little weird and it was interesting to like have a superhero show and only get like a split second of him at the end but in a way that kind of hooked me even more I just I love it when they can like take like all there's so much fun stuff that can happen with it. I, I so I love it when they do that, but I don't love the pacing and I don't love the execution yet. But it feels like my jam, even mm-hmm. if it's clocky, I guess
1: this is the first time I've ever really because a lot of people criticize Marvel films for the their injection of comedy, and I've never really. You know, I understand that criticism, but I've never really been one to be like, "Yeah, they I'm serious." This was the first time I ever watched the Marvel thing thing and thought, you know, we could like tone back on this comedy a little bit. I, I don't feel like this fits this narrative as much. Like, there's a whole extended chase scene where he's driving a cup, a comically pink cupcake van, mm-hmm. and he's like smushing the cupcake into the one guy's mouth. And yeah, I mean, I laugh, but also at the same time, I'd be like, I, I feel like it would be more it would be better served if it wasn't with that context. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I agree. Um,
0: I I think, and I never like thought of that explicitly while watching it. And again, I like the episode. I will watch all five of the next ones. I'm mm -hmm. certain agreed, but at this point in time, I don't think I'm as, as sold on it as everybody else. I thought the CG of the suit and the hellhound was rough. Um, and that was a weird place to like that be the, uh, payoff, you know, cause I felt no payoff there, you know, it's like, oh, I've the guy from the trailer and then the show's <laughs> over. And I think the way that they did episode one would have been better if we had immediately gotten at least episode two mm-hmm. to watch as well, mm-hmm. because with a week in between, I'm kind of like, damn it. You know, and I assume on episode two, we'll get the, the, uh, Mark characters perspective. I'm not certain about that, but that's what I assume. So we'll get more of the violence and things like that. Um, But uh, what I was going with is I lost my train of thought. I had a really fire ass point. Like it was going to blow your all's minds. I'm pretty sure I'm almost certain of that. But ultimately it's fun. But I I agree with you. Like, oh, I know what I was going to say. I tried to watch it with my son and he's nine and I thought he might enjoy it. And then it opened with like the glass sandals and I was like, ugh. Mm. my bad bro um and he's he's funny because he's he's grown up on uh he likes horror movies and so i've let him watch like Shaun of the dead and things like that throughout his his young life he always very much enjoys them he's a, his favorite movie of all time is Train to busan he's especially fond of zombies wow. um however my parenting skills aside at a certain point when he's in the elevator and this isn't really spoilers but i guess skip ahead a couple minutes if you haven't seen moon night if you haven't done that already um he's in the Elevator essentially running from the god who possesses him, which he can't because it's within him, right? And it gets to this almost like horror sequence. Uh, where the lights in the elevator shut oh, yeah. off. And my my son was like, hey, can we turn this off or watch something else? Because it's kind of close. He's really cognizant of that. Like, it's really close to bed. I don't know if now's the time for me to be, like, scared. Oh, that's very <laughs> adult of him. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, okay, sure, son. Uh, but I, th- I wish they would have leaned into that. Like, th- this is terrifying. Yeah. You have this um, unfortunate, highly unfortunate, you know, mental illness that maybe you're not dealing with the best way. I'm not certain. I, I have no experience with DID. But also... On top of that, you are possessed by a potentially malevolent, maybe benevolent, I have no idea, uh, Egyptian god. So this is pretty terrifying. And They could, could have leaned into that, I think, mm-hmm. and it would have been better, especially with a powerhouse like Oscar Isaac and, uh, and Ethan Hawke to lean on for something and that kind of narrative. Ethan um, Hawke looking more and more like Guy Pierce. every Dude, his scene. fucking
2: hair in that <laughs> show. Oh, my God.
0: I like it because he's like a cult leader. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, it's also interesting seeing him play a villain because I love him so much. And like, I don't know if you've ever seen his interviews, yeah. um, like talking about art and stuff. And he's such a beautiful poetic person mm-hmm. that seeing him as a villain, he's, he's I'm really like,
1: well cast because it's a very disarmingly kind villain. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Will you be judged? I'm
1: like,
0: yeah, <laughs> judge me, <laughs> judge me, daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but yeah,
0: I mean, ultimately that's where I fall on it too. It's like, I feel I haven't even said it out loud yet, but I I'm kind of like, Hawkeye was better (laughs) so far, you know. Hawkeye was dope. Hawkeye was
1: like, I love the Shane Black uh, aesthetic of that. So much. I still haven't
2: watched a single episode. Oh man,
1: Hawkeye is good. Hawkeye's really good. Super fun. There was one last thing. I, I I laughed while we were watching Moon Knight together because you know Oscar Isaac's playing a a British person and in my mind i had like a checklist of like okay he's a british person there's like british person affectations he's got a nail throughout the series like oh what's this then like mm-hmm. like turns a phrase that all british people say and then like Three yep. quarters of the way through bollocks, the episode. Of bollocks, yeah. Three quarter or cheers. That you know. Yeah. Uh, and three quarters of the way through the episode, I'm like, oh man, all we're all we're missing is uh, are you having a laugh? And and we'll have the whole bingo card. And then literally a second after I thought that, he's like, Are you having a laugh? <laughs> <laughs> it's his turn went full guy Richie. Well, I'm I'm glad you say
0: that because I saw a comment section uh, where there was an American complaining about how bad his British accent was, and he was saying Plus, it's so cliche, like it's just bollocks this, bollocks that, da 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 And there was a, a guy from the United Kingdom in the comments was like, I mean, to be fair, I, I, we
2: say bollocks a lot. I mean, yeah. it's not,
0: it did not, was not discordant at all. Right.
2: I wish we in America would say balls more often. You know what I mean? My dad did.
0: He was like, Balls! A, yeah. <laughs> He was, that was his uh, expletive of choice, for sure. And he used to always burp, say it, which is interesting. And balls. Ugh. Ugh. I miss you, Dad.
1: I, I had a friend I used to do a podcast with, a uh, really lovely person. Um, but I always would laugh because he would call people, you're being a real front-bottom right now, meaning vagina. And I, never, I always thought that. my like, front-bottom? And he's like, yeah. And then Was I, he just taking the piss? or He was just taking a piss. And then at one point, so he had his... His wife is also British, but I she has a somewhat slightly different British accent than he does. Like it's noticeably different. Like he's from Suffolk and she's from, yeah, I, I was going to sound
0: cool as shit. And hey, I dropped yeah. the ball. Hey,
1: I, yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I I don't know enough about the different affectations to know like what part of the countries they were from, from, but she had a slightly different accent than he does. And at one point I asked him to impersonate her and he's like, I know my like <laughs> It was the funniest thing ever. Oh man. But that was Moon Knight. And he, any more thoughts on moon Knight? i don't think so what else you've been watching there steve well i want to kind of circle back to andy's halo um, okay. which you can stream on paramount plus uh or youtube apparently uh, i didn't know about that just the first just, the first, just the first episode so there's two episodes out currently as a recording um on paramount plus i sneezed on penny. i
2: have oh no miss <laughs> no. penny, penny. penny no <laughs> she's
1: just like <laughs> she's just like pet me I, I, then, is that what we're doing <laughs> oh uh, uh, so my initial so uh, so my relationship with halo is interesting because i i was you know i played the first game i was really really into the very first halo game on the original xbox uh, the second game as well i bought a 360 an xbox 360 so i could play halo 3 because i, I had to finish the fight yeah of course uh, <laughs> you remember that like oh yeah finish the fight dude i got the, the red
2: ring of death on halo 3 release i night. remember that it was oh my god Fucking catastrophic. My buddy John, one of his his
1: favorite memes to send out for the longest time was an image of an Xbox 360 red ring saying can't finish the fight. (laughs) But so like, and, and that was the last Halo game I played. Haven't really played anything because I kind of stopped playing xbox games and kind of switch to more sony products and stuff uh that was where my gamer allegiances lie but i always you know kind of like the franchise there had been so much talk for years like we're gonna make a halo movie we're gonna make a halo tv show and it was always kind of interesting and i honestly forgot this was being made mm-hmm. and i just happened to see like oh halo it's out i'm like oh, oh shit i haven't really seen anything about this i haven't seen a trailer I just knew it was being made. I didn't know it was this close. So I pop it on. I'm watching it. And the way it starts, it starts off with like, uh, you're on this planet called Madrigal, which confused me because that's the Encanto family's name. There's a whole, yeah. there's a whole like song like, we are the Madrigals. Like, <laughs> so that was throwing me for a loop. But uh, you, you kind of the show opens living with these people who are like um settlers who are trying to gain their independence from the from the federation whatever it's called the unsc yeah the people who master chief works for and uh, uh you know it starts off like the, the life and times of a settler on the a pioneer in the on the planetary scale and and like it, it, there's these kids who are like hey we found these mushrooms yeah Let's get high. Let's get space high. And I'm like, okay, this is whatever. And then the fucking aliens invade and immediately like blows one of their heads off. And like, they're, yeah, dude, it, it gets
2: it's, surprisingly violent, right? A, it, it shook me i was like oh fuck like i i like, sat up like god damn what the hell blew that kid in half that chick's leg just got blown off like and
1: it was just dark like all these people that you kind of they do this really genius thing where they kind of introduce you to all these characters in 10 minutes and then they fucking murder all of them for most most of them and and they kind of hide the aliens at first it's just you just see lasers coming out of the woods and it's it's scary it's legit and then the aliens show up And, you know, it's a streaming network show. The CGI of the aliens, not great. It's not terrible. But but. not terrible, right?
2: But so I could forgive it. And the scene's working, but like the priest guys, uh, they look fucking awesome, and so oh, it's yeah. surprising how good they look versus how <laughs> shitty the, <laughs> the budget went the armor to them. Guys, look, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but but as the scene plays
1: out, and then Master Chief and the other uh, Spartan characters they show up, and then I had a really big realization: like, oh shit, they're trying to be super video game accurate, and the Master Chief armor. Is cool in a video game. In real life, it's stupid as fuck. It yeah. looks, and the way they CG, cause they CGI the Master Chief running around and it just looks, the physics are completely off. So he looks like he's floating in the air and his feet are moving real fast. And it's just, it just took me out of it so much. And then, um, the, the audio mixing, gets worse and worse and worse as the first episode progresses and i I, I asked you about this andy off air and you you didn't really have a problem with it but at least on my setup so i just have uh surround sound headphones Mm -hmm. when i when i watch tv like this and the mixing was just ludicrously bad like uh, there's explosions and someone's like chris get the gun but through the headphones it sounds like just get the gun but like everything <laughs> else
2: crash get the gun
1: it just is just really bad and then once that first scene ends the first opening battle and you start kind of learning about the backstory of things happening that aren't master chief related i just I I just it lost me completely like I, I I blacked out I can't tell you what happened in the middle twenty minutes of that episode because at the end when they're like we gotta kill the girl I'm like wait what why are we what why, why are we killing this girl what what she do what, what oh you're trying to kill Chief now what what what's, I blacked out I had a stroke or something <laughs> and so I started the second episode and and still I'm just like what? and there's a really controversial thing that I feel like they do and I don't know if it works what's that. Uh, he takes off his helmet oh okay you yeah. actually because like in the video games master chief ne- you don't know what he looks like yeah but in the first episode they're like nope he's just a boring ass white guy it's pablo schreiber <laughs> schreiber, schreiber i don't know i don't know but it like i don't know if it works i'm it's sure por- that- it's porn stash from orange is the new black <laughs> no fucking way really yeah jesus christ uh so i, I i'm gonna keep watching it because i think you hit the nail on the head six out of tens the first two episodes or mm-hmm. six out of tens. i think that's fair i think that's the right but it starts off so strong but then just drops the ball completely at least for me mm-hmm. um, so you
2: watch both episodes right i haven't
1: finished the second i'm like halfway okay. through it before i had to come here um but you
2: know it's they're they're going for something. i I hope it gets better. I hope it gets better, so I am really glad they took off the helmet because if they didn't, then it would just would have straight up been a mm. mandalorian ripoff and uh they but they also
0: kind of proved that like that can work and be amazing and and you know what I mean yeah. um and really. Intriguing, and you can still get into the character with a strong enough voice actor and and mm-hmm. uh, the
1: right aesthetic. Well, it's, the, there's not even a strong enough voice actor because it's literally a guy just going, "I gotta do the thing." Yeah. Oh no, they're trying to kill us! Finish the fight. We gotta finish the fight. <laughs> So, and it's just that constantly with girls like, do you play games? No, I don't know what games are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited
2: to see where it goes.
1: Yeah, I, well, I am too. I am too. Uh, the other thing I've been streaming, I haven't streamed a lot. Um, I'm gonna, but I want to touch upon this because it's dominated my day so far. Uh, so as you know, I've been watching Star Trek, mm-hmm. and I'm on season three of Star Trek Voyager, which is really fucking good. I think I kind of want to turn you guys onto a couple of these episodes. No. Because this show gets, it sneaks up on you. Like, you'll be watching a show about silly <laughs> lasers and shit, and all of a sudden, they, like, drop a really heavy, well-acted episode out of nowhere, and you're just like, Jesus Christ, that's super crazy. Such as uh, the most recent episode I watched. Um, I don't have the the name of it in front of me, but the I was about to go to bed, and you can see the, the, the description of the episode before you hit play. And the description is, Tuvix, a character, and Neelix, another character, through an unlucky uh, transporter accident, are infused into a character known as Tuvix. So essentially two characters are accidentally become one character through a transporter accident. And I'm like, this fucking weird ass it's sci-fi like show. Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, it's like this schlocky shit. Okay, I'll watch this one goofy ass episode. But the episode becomes this really intense uh, moralistic question of like, okay, two characters have essentially died. And there's one character that exists now, and it shares traits of the other two, but by all de- definitions, he's a completely third, different person, right? And they're like, "Well, the transport is broken. We can't do anything about it. Guess Tuvix is gonna live with us, and we're just gonna be all be sad that our friends are dead, and we take solace in the fact that we got a pretty cool dude in their place." Um. Well, then the the episode finally is like, "Hey, we can actually separate the two of them out." But in doing so, it's going to kill this new character, Tuvix, and the episode becomes this big moral question: like, what is right? Is it right to kill this one person for the two? Do the two people who are dead ha- do they deserve a chance to be alive again if we can make them alive again? And I won't tell you where the episode lands on that discussion, uh, but it's like incredibly well acted by all these actors who, by and large, are in a crazy sci-fi, you know, uh, sitcom, basically, you know, and. The reason I bring it up is a friend of the show, Phil, Patreon subscriber Phil, just saw that episode today, and he's been messaging me all day about it. And just to be a dick, I've been taking the opposite side on do you kill Tuvix or keep Tuvix alive (laughs) question. And it's been really fun to kind of see him lose his mind all day about, I can't believe you would decide that.
2: That is the wrong question. There's a really similar Doctor Who episode, uh, like deals with the same moral... Quandary, uh, where the doctor like hides his hides essentially his soul in a <gasps> thing, yeah. uh, and then he becomes a professor. And mm-hmm. then they're like, "Professor, we need the doctor back." And he is his own person now, and he's like, "I don't want to die." And it's really fucked up and interesting. That sounds exactly like that.
1: Yeah, it's very similar. Yeah, uh, I, I went to improv this morning. Uh, he like on my way to improv, he 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 brings up like, "Where do you land on this on this topic?" And I told him just to kind of rile his feathers and. Uh, he starts telling me, and I'm like, okay. So I'm gonna go in the. I'm going into improv. I I won't be able to answer until I'm out. A couple hours later, I go out of improv. And he has roped a third friend who's also watched the show and they have texted 118 times in the time oh sense. They had a legit back and forth debate about this very intense moral question that's in a fucking Star Trek episode and I, and that's amazing and I think uh, I wish I had the episode name in front of me. I'll look it up uh, maybe when Chris is doing his and just so if you're interested in at least looking at that because it is a really really good episode. Yeah I think it's interesting and i
0: probably will never watch it but i did watch some star trek when i was a kid i just don't remember which ones i think mostly the movies uh, mm-hmm. i remember like uh patrick stewart and some some borg
1: issues. Oh, uh, that uh, Insurrection
0: Next, for sure uh,
1: i just watched that episode I, I watched i watched that movie this week as well i wasn't going to say anything but i watched star trek insurrection this I, week yeah i watched
0: that movie a bunch for some reason like not for some reason like it's trash but just like i don't remember being a huge trekkie but i really like that movie but uh I do respect the franchise for being so smart and posing philosophical questions. And I saw an interview today with Chris Pine uh, and I guess they're working on another like JJ Abrams, star Trek. Mm, Really? Uh, um, But he was saying, I I don't remember if this was in response to where the franchise is going or just in general, but he said, Hey, I don't think we should be making star Trek movies that are uh, meant to appeal to the star Wars audience or to be more like comic book movies and all this action and bombastic stuff i think we should mm-hmm. be making star trek movies that star trek fans love and if we pick up some extra people great you know so obviously he's not an investor but uh <laughs> right. but i like i like the sentiment you know so i do respect the star trek respect the trek my friend which i think should be a t-shirt we should make respect the trek yeah. find it on our patreon at the 15 dollar a month tier merch merch <laughs> merch respect the trek
1: Ooh, but with a, like a wu-tang symbol
2: okay
0: get it to protect, no, protect your neck reference. Oh, okay. Ooh, oh nice.
1: Oh, so the, the episode is just called Tuvix. Okay.
0: Easy peasy. Yeah. Lemon squeezy. T-U-V-I-X. Tuvix. There you go. If you want the Star Trek philosophical quandary, Tuvix is the way to go. <laughs>
2: Chris, what have you been streaming?
0: Is it on to me? It's on to I, you. My I friend. didn't stream much, but I, I told you that I said I'm not going to go watch Morbius. I'm going to stay home. Two movies just dropped on Netflix. I'm going to pick one to watch first that will surely not depress me so much that I won't watch the second. Uh, The one that I did not watch is a movie called Apollo Ten and a Half. It's an animated film from director Richard Linklater that looks like a joy, and I'm sure it is. But I didn't choose that one. I started with The Bubble, uh, which is a, a Judd Apatow film. So I thought, I couldn't possibly go wrong by watching the bubble, and it stars. I, I, let me let me list this because it's pretty miraculous how bad this movie is with the talent involved. Oh, um, no. Have you heard anything about the bubble, Steve? I only that it exists. So the plot is that is a a an actor team a team of actors a movie set filmed at the height of the COVID pandemic in a bubble, right? And so it's a comedy about COVID. Where could you go wrong? Uh, Directed by Judd Apatow, (laughs) co-written by Judd Apatow, starring uh, Karen Gillan, Fred Armisen, uh, Maria Baklova, the prodigal comedic genius from Borat 2. Oh, shit. Okay. David Duchovny, Keegan-Michael Key, Leslie Mann, Pedro Pascal. uh, with Pedro uh, in everything. Yeah. With uh, cameos. From uh, Maria Bamford, Daisy Ridley, John Cena, John Lithgow, Beck, James McAvoy. And I was like, this is going to be a fucking riot. Almost all the funniest movies of all time, in my opinion, are from Judd Apatow. Uh, I was raised on them. So this is going to be great. It's so bad. You know, there are (laughs) like there's plenty of chuckles. And I can imagine if you were really high, you would enjoy this movie. Maybe though somebody I made a TikTok about it. And I got a comment that said, nah, man, I was super high. Did not like it. And <laughs> I was like, oh, that's fair. And I wouldn't know because I've been sober for a while. But um th- what's this movie is like the two and it's two hours long. So it's not necessary. It's a movie His shot movies are always too long. Always. He mm-hmm. does have that problem, but I almost always don't care. But this time I did. Like I, I'll be honest people with you.
2: Is like an hour and a half too long. Oh, funny people is the worst
0: oh. example of that. I didn't finish this movie. Oh, wow. wow. And I hardly ever do that. I turned it off. With an hour left, like 51 minutes left. So, you know, 40 minutes more movie and then some credits. But we were only like three hours into it. Yeah. I just, and I never <laughs> do that. Like I was raised, my dad was always, and this is a really bad take, but I appreciate the sentiment. But my dad was like, I remember once I quit reading a book and, that we were reading together and he was like, what happened? And I was like, I don't like it. He was like, son, somebody spent months writing that. You could just at least spend a few hours reading it because he read books really fast. And I was like, oh, that's fair. And that's wrong, right? Like there's some ideas and books that are actually damaging. Like there's plenty of reasons to stop reading a book. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always taken that like, I'll just finish the movie. Somebody, hundreds of people worked for a year on this or whatever, right? Nah, fuck that. So this movie (laughs) (laughs) was made uh, for actors and directors to like laugh at. So this is essentially like two hours of, of the celebrities singing Imagine by John Lennon at the beginning of the pandemic. This is like two hours of that because it's it's. And it's not funny because it's like, oh, isn't it funny and how shitty COVID was? Because we had to like take a lot of COVID tests while we were shooting movies. And we got stuck in our $5,000 a night hotel rooms for weeks on end and like stuck in our mansions with nothing to do. God, that sucked. But let's make at least try to laugh at it. And it's like, no. No. The millions of people died and some of us lost our jobs forever and like we're still financially recovering. And fuck you, man. You know, like it's just <laughs> that's how I felt watching it, even though I was like, this is great to see. I love Leslie Mann. It's great to see David Duchovny again. Keegan-Michael Key always funny. I love Karen Gillan. I think I'm going to turn this off because <laughs> it's just like joke after joke about the industry
1: And you could say that it's kind of so. It's the Oscars, am I right? (laughs) And they even they did make an
0: Oscars joke that was strangely prescient because that obviously he hadn't seen the 2022 Oscars, but uh, he said something like uh, there was a really ridiculous scene because they're filming a movie called Cliff Beast Six, which is like a corny Jurassic Park franchise, uh, Fast and Furious esque with this giant cast. And there's a scene where Karen Gillan gets scared by the cliff beast dinosaur and she pisses herself. And like, there's a guy with a hose like squirting the water through her pants. And then she's like, can you stop please? Cause he's still doing it long after they say cut. And, uh, and then the guy, Fred Armisen comes up. He's like the the PA or whatever. And he's like, no, that was great. That was great. She's like, no, this is bullshit. I'm, I'm I used to be a great actress and I'm just pissing my pants. And he's like, no, that's a hundred percent going to be the clip they play at the Oscars. And she's like, seriously. And he's like, watch and so that was kind of funny after just watching the oscars and having to see the like the snyder bros vote in the sex snyder clips as the best of the millennia or whatever uh, we'll talk about that soon because okay. i'm sure you didn't catch that no i haven't um so anyway ultimately skip the bubble just trust me it's i gave it like a one and a half stars after not even finishing it like, and i never do that like there's i can't think of any examples right now but andy knows me like there's some really shitty movies where i'm like god that was terrible Three stars, you know, Like
1: I'm just like that. But I was actively mad because I had such high expectations. There's a joke uh, amongst uh, some people that I know that listen to this show. And the joke is they're like, man, I can't wait till you guys watch Morbius if I have to. If I have to guess, Chris is going to love it, and he's going to not really like it that much, but he's going to pick out things he likes, and Steve's just going to fucking trash fire it for a <laughs> half hour. <laughs> so that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, we're good. Terrible we're good movie. Balance. Three out of five. Yeah, so if
0: I hate it, like Steve would just, his head would explode watching this, <laughs> or maybe we'll be flip-flopped, and he'll be like, I thought it was pretty funny. Um, like I said, there are, it's not like I never laughed, but like, and Maria Baklova just plays this, uh, and I didn't finish it. So maybe she just plays this hotel front desk lady, the concierge. Right. And every now and then Pedro Pascal will walk up and say, would you like to have sex with me? And she'll say no. And I'm like, she is hilarious. Like she's a genius, like prodigal. And that's what you wrote for her. Like. No, I, you know what I mean? Like it was shit like that. And it was, I don't know. It just seemed like I bet. And I I bet there's a lot of people in Hollywood who work in and out of Hollywood all the time that got all of the inside references of how tough it was to film movies during COVID that find that movie hilarious. It just pisses me off that that's what Judd Apatow spent his time and efforts doing. It's just making a two hour jerk fest for other Hollywood stars to enjoy instead of me
2: who actually suffered through the pandemic <laughs> i want to laugh i, I uh, it it has felt like he has increasingly just made movies for his friends Uh, As opposed to for audiences. And sort of lost his way a little bit. Kind of like how Kevin Smith has. Like When you kind of run out of things to say, you get really self-referential. And uh, the... Like nostalgic for your own... General appeal kind of falls apart. And so, like, Funny People is a fucking terrible movie. But I'm sure it's important to stand-up comics. Sure. But it's not a good movie for anybody else. You Mm know? Um, I never even fucking saw King of Staten Island. But I was like, I don't need a semi autobotic. That movie was
0: even... (laughs) That, that was even way more entertaining. You know, like Pete Davidson's pretty
1: charismatic. Yeah, I wanted, I've wanted to see that movie. It's, it's, it's not. because it's, it's Pete, Pete Davidson talking about
2: like a real thing f- about yes. Pete Davidson. Yes. And, and then, then there's dream- a lot more heart. Trainwreck was just look how many famous people I know, and he he so he I I just yeah um, I haven't been a fan for a hot minute. For reference, my wife was watching
0: pieces of this movie while I was watching it because she was kind of playing on her phone, waiting for me to stop so she could play Horizon Forbidden West, and <laughs> and that was probably the reason I turned it off. Like you know what, honey, this is not worth you like wanting to do something else. This is a five hour long movie, honey. You deserve. <laughs> she, <laughs> at one point, she was like, "What the fuck is up with this movie?" And this is a woman who begged me for months to please watch Rob Snyder's The Hot Chick, right? Like, this is hilarious. You have to watch this with me. This is a woman whose one of her favorite movies is White Chicks, right? Like, that, that is her comedic barometer. And yet, this movie, she was like this is too much. I don't know what's going on right now. <laughs> and was, that's what made me like, Oh my God, if you're not loving this, then this is bad. Uh, anyway, I just shit all over uh, somebody's art for way too long, but that, that's, that's just how I felt. So uh, Apollo
2: 10 and a half on Netflix. Watch yeah, that yeah.
0: I'm going to watch that tonight. Um, and then I also finally watched last night. Uh, Severance, the, the pilot, the, oh. the show on Apple TV plus uh, at Steve's behest. And I want to talk about it. Um, this has got Adam Scott, uh, doing some some interesting dramatic work. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued. I don't I don't know how much you've watched. There's I'm way late. Like there's nine episodes out, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're about- I've, I've watched all of them except the most recent. So I think the finale is about to drop soon. So I'm way late. I did watch the pilot. I'm very impressed. Uh, this show is absolutely gorgeous. I know that Ben Stiller directed the pilot. I don't know who shot it, um, but this is like Kubrickian level interesting visually and i'm extremely interested in who shot it um also there's not like a really long shot that like i was impressed and then a little annoyed and then actively angry i think i know what you're talking about and then impressed again while they held this shot have you didn't watch it yet andy i didn't finish the first episode i I got most
2: way through it there's a scene
0: when he when adam arrives at the company adam scott's character he the the camera is on, I assume, a gimbal uh, in front of him oh, yep, yep, yep. and they're the cameraman is backing down a hallway. And, and the shot is just on Adam Scott's character walking through the hallway and doing all these twists and turns with this like frustratingly bare white walls. And it's really unsettling. I'm sure intentionally so. But for a good six minutes, it just like tracks him walking. And I, I, I kept thinking... I was taken out of it because I was
2: trying to imagine how I would shoot it. Is this after he, like, gets in the elevator and gets wiped yes. or whatever? Okay, mm-hmm. I, I remember the shot you talking
0: Yeah, about. and it's like, what would he... Because he's... If thing. he looked at the camera at any point, they got to start over. Right. Yeah. So I'm like, how do they do this? Did they hold like a tennis ball above? Like, look at the ball, Adam. Look <laughs> at the ball. Like, that's how you'd have to do that. Right. Or just maybe he's just a pro. But because that would be really hard. Um, but they hold that for so long. I, yeah. I went through a range
1: of emotions about it. <laughs> if you keep watching the show, you'll figure out why. There's that. Uh, there's definitely looking back on it with hindsight. There's a reason why they do that long ass shot like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's some really interesting.
0: It's kind of like Moon Knight, but they didn't ruin it with too much humor because like, you don't really know much at the end of the pilot about what's going on, but I'm really, really intrigued. Um, and like, you know, all kinds of stuff with the neighbor and this, and I'm like, Oh, okay. Um, Interesting, interesting stuff, but weird stuff. But this is—I'm surprised it got made. I really, really am, and I'm mm-hmm. very happy with Apple TV for taking these kinds of risks. Yeah. Um, like it was during the dinner scene where there was no food, like they were having a foodless dinner or something. Uh, so you just have like the red plates that are empty, yeah. and everybody has the <laughs> same glass of water, and the shot is framed that way on His purpose. Super
1: hipstery liberal friends that are yeah. like kind of up their own ass. Yeah. Yeah, and like that whole
0: extended dialogue, I was like. I don't know who read this script and decided a hundred million dollars. Let's do
1: it. But God love them. Cause this is awesome. Yeah. Um, and so, so good. And it,
0: and it stays good. Right. You're saying that. keep watching. Yeah,
1: I, I, I love it. It's one of those shows where every episode ends and I get kind of mad that I can't just automatically go to the next episode. Cause I, I still don't know exactly where the show's going, even though I'm that late into it. Yeah. They expand on the story a lot. They give you breadcrumbs of like some of those, you know, the, the goings on with that company, but I still don't know where they're actually going to end up. And I feel like there's going to be like some real heartbreak in the show. Uh, and I'm excited for it. I can't wait for it. And Andy, you talked about when you, when you saw the first episode, there's that really cool effect when they go in the elevator and the severance happens, Mm -hmm. you know, that really subtle visual effect. Talking about where they blank out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause you kind of see they do that like 17 times. Yeah. I think I figured out what it is. To so a dolly zoom? It looks like
2: an itty-bitty dolly zoom.
1: It's either an itty-bitty dolly zoom or they're doing some really crazy layering effect where they're filming the exact same shot with several different focal lengths mm. on the lens. Because you've seen that thing like, what different focal lengths do to a face? And it's yeah. like just a cut up of like someone's face getting wider. The and ears disappear and shit. Yeah, it, it looks like that. But I don't know how they would kind of achieve that. Are we talking Uh, about
0: the same thing? Because there's a there's many parts where it like straight goes
1: black. We're not talking about the same thing. No, it's there's like a shot where they're in the elevator and it's just like looking at their face and there's a subtle vibrates. (laughs) Yeah.
0: but What was the blackness thing? Do you even know what I'm talking about? No. Or was there something wrong with my connection streaming? I don't know.
1: <laughs> and then that's possible. And I seriously
0: feel like... This I, is genius. Like the eighth, <laughs> like the eighth time <laughs> it happened, I thoroughly questioned whether or not the show was actually glitching. And I was just like, wow, the art, the wow. artifice here. Um, so it might have been glitching because Steve has no idea what I'm talking about.
1: Well, if I see it, I, I, I can't remember exactly cutting to black because i
0: was watching it on my ps4 upstairs because again she's obsessed with horizon forbidden west so I, I didn't get to watch it on my good sound system and stuff but mm. so it might be just the connection that would be really fun <laughs> i'm like all right damn good choice Stan ben stiller it's the kind of <laughs> it's the kind of show where well i thought it was intentional because he's you know the whole plot of the show is that he's Basically, there's a half of his personality that is trapped at work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, maybe it's trying to break out. And it's like the whole after seeing Moon Knight, I was just really prepared for that to be an intentional effect. Yeah, because that Moon happens. Knight does yeah,
2: yeah, Moon Knight does that. They cut to black a lot. You have so many of these like mistakes that you perceive to be art in your life. And I've just known you for so long. So I've gotten to be a part of them. Chris used to have a burned CD from the band Cake. And uh, he had the song short short skirt, long jacket on there twice and forever. I thought it was a five minute song. It was just a, he was like, how interesting is it that they just start over? How genius is that? <laughs> You're not allowed to tell people that.
0: I would just literally just be in my car and then. And I'm like, fuck, yeah, man, let's do it again. Good choice. <laughs> and Andy was riding with me once, and he was like, "What? You have the song twice? That's interesting." And I was like, "What?"
2: <laughs> this
1: whole time, <laughs> I thought Cake were geniuses. Thank you, Cake. <laughs>
0: uh, I think that's all the time we have for crossing streams. That brings us to our eh, last minute decided main event, where we're going to discuss the Oscars for a little bit, and we don't have any music prepared for that. I, I would bet.
1: No, I know we don't. Why don't you just do Jeopardy or something? An- Oh, no, wait. We have a studio audience. Hey. They saw the Oscars. Academy. I almost played the Witcher music that Andy, Andy made. That's a good idea.
2: I was going to say that. I was like, that sounded like my guitar, but
0: I'm like, sure what it was. Yep. Did, am I the only one of us that watched the ceremony live? Yes. Yes. Okay. And then, so how much have you seen, either of you? Next to nothing. Um, Literally only the slap. It was an interesting experience. I did go live on the TikTok, and I had a, a decent sized audience in there with me. So I was really glad for that communal experience. We're going to talk briefly about what happened with Will Smith and Chris Rock, but not a lot because we're three white dudes who really don't give a fuck about other people's business, which I feel like more people should feel that way.
1: And it happened like a week ago. And I feel like people
0: are already tired of talking about well, I mean, it. Mm-hmm. The unfortunate part is that they're not. If you've been on social media a lot, like there's more. um I guess we should just get it out of the way up top. That way we don't have to have it weighing down on us. So everybody knows Will Smith.
1: Wa- <laughs> Will Smith won best actor there. We, we we did it. We said it. We said it. <laughs> he, said it. he
0: won the award. And so, you know, Will- Chris Rock slammed his face into Will Smith's hand and everybody's mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so everybody knows what happened. But uh, today uh, it's been Going making the rounds, uh, all these projects that are being canceled that Will Smith was supposed to be a part of. Uh, there's a movie called Fast and Loose with uh, Will Smith attached as the lead that Netflix has decided not to produce anymore. Now, to be fair, David Lights was supposed to direct it, and he'd already backed out long before this. And so it was kind of on the ropes anyway. Yeah. But now the news, the narrative is that, oh, Netflix said no more Will Smith movie. Um, and then which they should have done after Bright, And then <laughs> got uh, him, got him, got him. Uh, what else? How uh, Bad Boys 4 uh, was just sh- shelved um, shit like that. Right. So this seems to be actually affecting Will Smith's career, which surprises me um, because there's a lot of other people that have way worse issues going on whose careers do not seem to be effective. Like Jared Leto, for instance. Right. There's a lot of things being said about him that are pretty verifiable uh, that doesn't seem to be affecting his career. I'm not going to fall one way or the other on that, like because I'm one that I think very little should affect certain people, but that's pretty on the face of it. Obviously ridiculous, right? I'm not saying it's correct that he slapped Chris rock, but what I am saying is there's so many people whose business it is not that are just making a a killing, getting involved in the conversation. And I just think that that aspect is wrong. So I don't want to like, um, be the asshole like be hypocritical and talk a whole lot about it i guess mm-hmm. but i did want to say that that's my overall opinion is
2: that nobody cares about my opinion so <laughs> the night that it happened hot i take, saw a tweet that said uh, i'm never gonna forgive will smith for the amount of think pieces that we're about to be subjected to <laughs> sure and, sure uh whoever that was uh they hit the nail on the fucking head I'm, yeah. I'm over it yeah for sure but there were
0: some other things that we should be really upset about uh, and we all know
1: <laughs> we all know what that is. What is that, Chris? The fact that Kristen Stewart <laughs> did not win. Best you Actress. all knew this was happening. You all knew the moment that she didn't get that award, that this was going to happen. It's a fucking travesty. I did
0: not see the eyes of Tammy Faye. I respect and love the work of Jessica Chastain. Scenes from a marriage was a phenomenal show on HBO max that if you have not checked it out, you should. It is the whole thing is basically just her and Oscar Isaac just acting together. It's a twofer. That's all you need. I get it. However, we all know Jessica Chastain included. She had the audacity to stand up there holding Kristen's trophy (laughs) without even acknowledging the poor woman. The audacity, the gall. How fucking dare she? Why didn't she at least say, I mean, the bare minimum, you look right in the camera and you go, this is Kristen Stewart's. I know that, but I will accept it because I'm a selfish person. (laughs) I will
2: accept it on her behalf.
0: That is the bare minimum. Wouldn't you agree?
2: Absolutely. I am. So the my favorite Oscar acceptance speech of all time was Olivia Coleman's. I think that she is just the most endearing, wonderful person. Last years for the favorite, is that what um, that was? Or two years ago? Uh, two years ago for the favorite. Yes, um, she she is a a treasure, and she must be protected. Um, and so when I saw that she was nominated, of course, um, you know, I'm part of this podcast, so Case Two is who I'm rooting for. But my, my dark horse, like, if, it's, if it can't be Case 2, then I want it to be this person. It was Olivia mm-hmm. Coleman. And it wasn't her either. And so I'm glad You're I didn't the Oscars because <laughs> I don't even know who the fuck Andy Jessica also Chastain didn't is. watch the lost daughter either <laughs> I, I actually haven't seen most of the movies that were associated with the Oscars at all I know the Mitchells and Machines did not win did not best animated that, feature that's what I was and mad that's about that's a fucking travesty well, I
0: mean I knew Encanto was gonna win I just said yeah. it should be Mitchells versus the Machine like there was very little surprises there that night and they're all warranted like the Encanto was a movie that is very well made that mm-hmm. many 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 people uh feel very strongly about like mm-hmm. it is very moving right yeah um it, they picked the wrong song to nominate for best original song, which was interesting. Which, which one, which it's song is they- it? I don't know how to speak the Spanish and I'm not going to insult the, the culture by trying to, so, but,
1: but it wasn't, we don't talk about Bruno. It was not. Mm-hmm. And that's that the one that everyone quotes. You know,
0: I, I think, I feel like Lin-Manuel Miranda just didn't know how hard that was going to slap. I guess it's the only <laughs> reason, cause you got to submit your what's
1: in the running pretty early. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people screw that up. Like, it's, I, it's that song and the song that the, the older sister sings, the strong one. A Strong Sister, those are yes. the two songs I see. Chip, chip,
0: chip, and i like, yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah, that's fucking fire. Neither of those were nominated, um,
0: or were even submitted for not, and that happens sometimes. Like, I remember when Park Chen Wook didn't even submit The Handmaiden for Oscar consideration, which was bizarre because that movie was phenomenal.
2: Or, uh, La La Land City of Stars. I thought that it was odd that they chose that one when there's some fucking masterpieces, in, yeah,
0: in that soundtrack. So
2: they kind of got a, I guess it's like when you're a musician
0: and you're like, this is my single, you know, and sometimes. You picked the wrong one. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, you like that one? Number six? For real? Uh, I wrote that on the (laughs) toilet. Uh, (laughs) Damn. All right. Slaps harder than my turd did. Um, I'm sorry. That just <laughs> oh, sometimes man. off the top of my head ain't a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gone with your number six on that one. <laughs> of course, Will Smith won best actor, which was deserved and predicted. Um, you know, it's just a, uh, it's a shame that all this other nonsense is a blight on that that evening. Uh, what else happened that was either surprising or so warranted that it is worth discussion? Oh, surprising probably is that Coda won best picture. Mm-hmm. Um That kind of became a dark horse favorite right at the very end of the race. But I mean, all year it has been power of the dog, power of the dog, power of the dog with a surprise upset possible by Mr. Steven Spielberg um, or even Dune.
2: As I say, Dune won like every unaired Oscar. All the technical awards.
0: Yeah, they won all all the technical awards. Best editing, best sound. um,
2: Well-deserved.
0: Uh, Makeup and effects, makeup and hair went to uh, Cruella, Cruella, which was interesting, but deserved. Oh, yeah, yeah. We were some of the few that really loved Cruella, right? The costume design in that was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think costume went to Cruella, and makeup went to Eyes of Tammy Faye. Oh, okay. Um, But anyway, yeah, Dune won six Oscars that evening. Uh, He was not nominated for Best Director. But he was, uh, was nominated for Best Picture, which was interesting. I, so I kind of knew Dune definitely wasn't going to win Best Picture because he wasn't even nominated for Best Director, mm-hmm. which I think has happened before, but it's very rare. Um, Anywho, another sad thing for me was that Belfast won Best Original Screenplay. And I really, really, really wanted that to go to the worst person in the world. Uh, I saw The Worst Person in the World. I've talked about that on the show, correct? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that might have been my favorite movie of the year had I seen it last year. And uh, I knew that it likely wasn't going to win for Best International Feature because I assumed Drive My Car was going to get that. And I was correct about that. But then Belfast came in swinging. uh, And Belfast is good. I was touched by that movie. And there's like love of filmmaking, which... The Academy loves, uh, but also I love. So like movies like that in La La Land always get me as well. But I definitely didn't see it as like a best original screenplay movie. Um, I know, I don't think either of you saw it. So that's it's kind of a one hander discussion, but Mm-mm. really sad about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, by the way, I think I talked about this last time. It's worth mentioning again that the worst person in the world is getting a Criterion collection release already. I think it'll be out this month. So Damn. if you're a fan of that movie, jump on that. It looks like a fucking steal. Definitely going to get it. <laughs>
1: Uh, I want to pre-order it. Anything else we want to talk about with Oscars? Oh, I mean, the one thing I do want to say about the slap heard around the world is uh, uh, the thing that upsets me about it is just that it takes away so much of the conversation from things like CODA and stuff like that. Because I imagine, you know, you work your, your whole life to make your art and you're finally being recognized by your peers. And the only thing people are talking about are is this insane thing that happened, right? Mm. And that's the only thing that makes me upset is I'm upset for like, for instance... Uh, Questlove. <laughs> well, yeah I'm very upset on behalf of Questlove. No, I mean Questlove literally had to <laughs> won
0: that award. The one that Chris Rock was presenting for Best mm-hmm. Documentary, yeah, for yeah. Summer of Soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is literally nobody was thinking about him.
1: Right. Except for him and his mother. Yeah. And, you know, so that's <laughs> that's or, that's very unfortunate. And one of the things that happened in the Oscars that I thought was heartwarming was uh how do you I'm gonna Troy Katzer? Yeah, Troy Katzer won. I do I was he's crying on second, TikTok live. <laughs> he's only the second, like Hearing impaired person to win mm-hmm. that award, and I thought it was so heartwarming that the audience. She was re- also in Coda. Oh, yeah, they're doing the the hand wave instead of clapping. Yeah, that was awesome.
0: Uh, everybody and everybody th- stood up, standing ovation with the the you know hearing impaired clap. And that was, I was like super, super crying on TikTok live watching this guy accept this award.
1: That's such a beautiful human moment that I feel deserves way more attention and eyes on it than what happened, right? Than the thing that people are still talking about. And I, and, and I, and I, and I wish people would talk about that more
0: and we got the first uh so coda became the first streaming service movie to win best picture do you really? think netflix is just oh pissed. they're boiling they're just, the, just uh, the billions that they have put into winning we best Green picture lit
1: roma for nothing and they <laughs> and they thought
0: they had it with power of the dog in the bag and all they got was gene campion's second best director award um, which was deserved um, but yeah, that's really interesting because they picked up Coda at Sundance last year for $25 million, which was an outlandish fee. Uh, the highest, I think, ever. It's the most money paid for a Sundance film, I believe. Wow. And it paid off because they got Apple TV Plus a best picture and deserved too. I think Apple, T- I'll say it right now, potential lukewarm take, because I think it's pr- almost a fact that Apple TV Plus is the most underrated streaming service. Um, they've got the best like fidelity mm. of image and sound quality. They've got some really, really high quality original movies and shows that just aren't talked about enough. Cause nobody has that service. They take, and they're really affordable. It's like seven bucks to get the full Apple TV plus catalog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can share your passwords with people.
2: And the top <laughs> yeah. head lasso.
0: I Te- mean, Teleso alone makes it worth the price of admission. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, absolutely! Hell yeah. But then you get other things too, yeah, like, the Bill- like Billy Doc see the Billy Eilish see? documentary, Mankind Severance. Severance. Uh, Pachinko is a new show that I'm really looking forward to.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pachinko. Yeah, that okay. one Tom Hanks movie. There's Finch. A of them I oh, think. Finch! Yeah, I saw Finch. <laughs> I saw Finch. <laughs> Did you see Finch 2? And then there was Grey. no. I haven't Gre- seen Finch Grey- two. Grey no, I've <laughs> seen Finch one. <laughs> Gre- Greyhound or something. Aren't there two Tom Hanks films on there?
1: I don't think Greyhound was an Apple TV Plus movie, but oh. I, d- I saw it did that as well. Out, the like, Battleship movie. Yeah, pretty, yeah, that movie. Good. That movie came out in theaters, but I think oh. it started streaming on Apple TV Plus.
0: Look at me, look at me. I'm the Finch now. I am the Finch now. <laughs> <laughs> that was so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, I thought too. There was a, a joke that went really awry. Two of them, actually. And you guys probably didn't even hear about it because uh, it's not a big deal. But you know, Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes, and Regina uh, Regina uh, Regina uh, Hall. Yeah, Regina Hall did uh, a pretty good job hosting. But everybody's always mad at Amy Schumer, and I like yeah, Amy Schumer. She's just she sometimes not funny, right? But she did make a. They made a joke about animation, and it said it's for kids to love and for adults to endure. And the world was upset because they said that as they're presenting the award for best animated feature. Ooh, not a good time. And there are so many amazing animated films yeah. that are not even remotely for children, uh, like the uh documentary Flea that was nominated for 3 Oscars that very evening. Uh so it just was a bizarre thing to say and there's a, I think animation gets shit on enough as it is to where that that just seemed really it's punching down off putting. Yes. Um so there was that and then at the end they did this whole bit which I'm sure was rehearsed and she agreed to but it was it did not land and it seemed really mean spirited where Amy Schumer comes up to and she was really funny acknowledging the slap like, hey, I was getting uh, changed out of my Spider-Man outfit. I, did I miss anything? Oh, I the heard whole, about this. The <laughs> whole vibe seems off in here. Jesse Clemens Kirsten Dunst thing. Yes, it was not funny and it, I didn't like it at all. And, and Kirsten Dunst has been very vocal about how she feels left out of the whole elite Hollywood scene. And, you know, she's never been nominated for an Oscar before and she's got a really impressive oeuvre. And, uh. And so Amy Schumer comes up to Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst. And the joke, I guess, is that she's way more famous than him. But it, but with the backstory of her being shit on all the time, it just didn't land that way at all. Mm-hmm. So Amy Schumer calls her a seat filler. Did you guys know there's someone's job to like sit in the seat mm-hmm. uh, while someone stands up so the audience doesn't look bare if someone's in the bathroom or at the bar? Yep. Uh, yeah, this seat filler right here. Good, good job. Everybody clap for her. Would you get up for a second? I want mean, you to talk to Jesse Plemons. And so she makes Kirsten Dunst get up. And go off camera and stand there while she does an extended pretend interview with Jesse Plemons. And Jesse Plemons like, that's my wife. And uh, Amy Schumer goes, you're married to a seat filler? That's interesting. And it's like nobody was laughing. Nobody at home was laughing. And Sounds funny. It it wasn't,
1: though. (laughs) Maybe if you do that with a different couple.
0: It would have been a good joke if she had come back in camera and forcibly removed uh, Amy Schumer, you know what I mean? And, like, I'm ah, <laughs> taking it back. Right. Uh, it was awkward after he said, that's my wife angrily. Like after an hour after the Will Smith thing, yeah. everybody kind of like, keep cleans- her name out of your yeah. butt, <laughs> <Everybody> <laughs> cleansed their butt cheeks. Right. Like, ah, don't hit Amy Schumer. Not again. Um, yeah. So anyway, the, all in all for until like the drama and then some other bad jokes, I was actually like the Oscars is kind of doing it. Uh, this is entertaining. The jokes are landing. Everything's moving smoothly. Like, this is good. I'm having a good time. <laughs> and then it's just, and then it just wow, unraveled. <laughs> uh, very strange choices. Andy has a really good idea because a lot of people have been saying, like, this is how the Oscars need to fix themselves. This is what needs to be going. Because they keep trying to be like this gross mass appeal. uh, uh, objective that they're under because they're losing money. You know, mm-hmm. it's very expensive to put on the Oscars. Nobody's watching it. Nobody gives a shit anymore. And so what they're doing is they're having bizarre presenters that are appear to uh, appeal to young people. Like they get Tony Hawk to present one of the awards and shit. Like, hey, you, hello, fellow kids. Yeah. You know, it's like, that's not going to work. That's no. dumb. And then they did this weird Twitter poll thing where they said,
2: uh, vote for the, the best. Oh, that's what I've been sitting here this whole time. You you alluded to something I couldn't fucking remember what it was. Yes, and I've spent the last twenty minutes like, what the fuck did he put a plant a flag in?
0: We're begging you to listen to the show, Andy. <laughs> that's <laughs> we're Steve. Begging you. We're begging you to pay attention. <laughs> so, so there was two like Twitter poll events. They're not Oscars, Snyder Bros, <laughs> because they're convinced that it won an Oscar now, and it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, and it was like the the best most cheer-worthy moment in cinema. And it's bizarre to watch because they play like Neo dodging bullets from the matrix and like a scene from dream girls. And like all these like legitimately cheer-worthy cinematic moments, none of which took place before 1999, which is weird. Oh. Uh, Cause they don't, they don't want anyone older than 23 voting on this thing, that they, that's the audience they're looking for. And so the Snyder bros flooded in and uh, Ezra Miller as the flash entering the speed force. One for the most cheerworthy cinematic moment of all time. I don't even remember that. I don't know. It's what. not
2: even a cheerworthy moment. Like, is that like the part where he like looks at Superman and is Superman that where he like, at him? Is that where he like takes the hot dog? Yes. He takes the hot dog no. and puts it in her... F-
0: <laughs> no, it's when he's in his full
1: suit during like the battle with Superman. Oh, it's the karaoke scene. Sorry. Uh, that was a bad joke. Uh, I get it. Uh, f- this is for Justice League. The, yes. The Snyder Justice League. Okay. I yes. feel like that movie came out two years ago. <laughs> so... <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. It's it, of
0: all time, was the award or oh, was, was the event. Okay. Yeah. Remember, The Matrix was in it.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, I thought you meant like The Matrix is in, like, this was the pa- video package to hype up. Like, this is an example of what, no, that been, was
0: what had this award existed. That was one of the ones that did not win. Um, so basically, The Snyder okay. Bros flooded the polls and As won to do. both categories. Because the other one, the movie that won whatever it was, fan favorite of the year over No Way Home. Other movies was Army of the
2: Dead. Oh so no it was, yikes. Oh no. Fucking yikes. It was Speed Force and Army of the Dead. <laughs> so and we're never doing this
0: again. Yeah, and you could tell that they knew they were never doing it again. They were like really apologetically nah, dah-nah, 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 this one won. Okay. And <laughs> Nobody clapped or like acknowledged it in the theater. It was fucking bizarre. Like they were like, we're real sorry. This fucking tanked. It was a terrible idea. The Snyder bros fucked it up and it was bad to begin with. And, uh, so yeah, like that they, they just, fl- and now I saw so many comment, like actual film critics, like Drew McWeeny and like really well respected gentlemen, um, arguing with Snyder. <laughs> oh my God. Like I guess he was having a bad day and he was like, just so everybody knows. Justice League and Army of the Dead did not fucking win Oscars. And uh, you're just fucking mad, old man. Yeah, they did. It's at the Oscars, bro. During the ceremony, bro. And he's like, it's still not an Oscar, bro. It was a Twitter poll. (laughs) And, like, they were going back and forth for, like, really a lot longer than I would have thought possible for somebody who's, like, that respected in the community. And then, like, a weird Snyder Bro guy with, like, a Batman avatar. But, <laughs> but I, and I read it for way longer than you think I would. So then, like, who's really the asshole? Anyway, that's such a
1: bad idea. What, what's Andy's idea to make the Oscars better? You alluded to this, Chris. Yeah. So a lot of people have had a lot of ideas, but Andy's I see some guy- real bad hot takes on how to make the Oscars better. So here's what they need
0: to do. The, uh, and I want to segue into Andy's idea with this. Like their whole thing is we need to appeal to more people. Wrong. You need to acknowledge what you are. The Mm -hmm. Oscars, as it was, is dead. Here's why. In the 80s, 70s, 60s, 90s even, we didn't have the internet. We never saw these celebrities ever, except maybe on a magazine as we're checking out at the grocery store. And so the Oscars was a time where we could kind of see hundreds of these superstars that we love milling about acting like regular ish people with one another. <laughs> and that was fascinating, endlessly fascinating. Like fucking Jack Nicholson talking to Angelina Jolie. Oh my God. That's cool. Cause they're oh not in God. any movies together. Uh-huh. That's weird. It John Voigt's there somewhere, I assume, uh, but not near <laughs> her. Right. So, and like, so that was interesting we see them every day now they have their own twitter accounts they talk to us
1: oh thanks man you know I mean? so like for 200 on cameo <laughs> so that's have fu- you guys heard about this business in ukraine <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's fucking dead that's never gonna happen again so what they need to do is respect film respect film nerds and appeal like give it the self-serious they don't have to make fun of Their own ceremony for three and a half hours and make us feel like fucking idiots for watching it because that's what they do. They hire these comedians to like, isn't it fucking dumb? You guys care about this shit anyway? And it's like, (laughs) oh, (laughs) (laughs) I guess it is. Which so
2: Andy's got the idea of the century. Pitch it, pitch it, bro. Make it a subscription service or a uh, like an app purchase like thirty dollars. You get to watch the Oscars. You also get access to all the movies that are nominated. Boom.
1: Oh, so you can see everything nominated. Yeah. So and this like, is something that happens like in pay, advance
2: of the Oscar. Yeah, yeah You so pay maybe, like thirty dollars. And so now you are going you have access to Coda and Power of the Dog, and they make their money, and those movies make more money. You can watch all the short films that got nominated, all the best documentaries, all of that shit. All that in one place. It. It's like an Oscars
0: streaming service yeah. that activates between January and March of every year,
2: culminating in the actual Oscar ceremony. And you actually get to watch the Oscars because like Chris had to do like a free trial of YouTube TV in order to be able to access it. Because it was that or like Tubo or something were the only mm-hmm. ways to Fubo. if you to Fubo, if you didn't have a uh, cable, the Pluto uh, TV guy over here,
1: really, <laughs> really putting a lot of stank on that Fubo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, listeners can't see this, but Andy's wearing a, a Pluto hat. A Fubo t- He's got the like,
0: number one foam finger, but it yeah. says Pluto
1: TV. Yeah. He's really got a weird. bunch of those like plastic armbands like all up his
2: arm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like 30 bucks, you get access to all the movies or even a hundred dollars. I would, I would have paid that to get access to all to, of the movies yeah, to and 53 to get, films. Yeah. Maybe you got to go higher. Yeah. All of the movies and get to watch the Oscars, like make it make, don't make it a cable thing anymore. And you can even probably put some ads in there. I don't know, but no, well, they could even, they could excuse make me. so much
0: money. They could like, uh, include all kinds of, um, award circuit interviews and stuff too because all the everybody who wants to win an oscar has to go on this massive campaign yeah. all these night shows and all kinds of stuff i don't know how that would work from a production standpoint or if it's even possible because they got to talk to all those the
2: licensing rights are that's really tough, tough. that's You're tough afraid. right because they're also going to be
0: somewhat on hbo max and on blah 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 and then even those interviews i'm talking about it's like okay abc owns the late show and you know so that's Maybe not possible, but that would be really neat.
1: Mm -hmm. I also think it would benefit people to like actually have the Oscars like you said, lean into this by they could also, if you get into this app service, it could be, hey, next up is the hair and makeup award. Let's kind of figure out what what goes into our decision making of what constitutes a nominee for this award and you can kind of learn about the film itself but also why it deserves this recognition Mm -hmm. kind of make it more educational in that way all these featurettes of like what the fuck is behind the
0: scenes yeah I mean just like really (laughs) lean into film lovers
1: right yeah because I I saw so many hot takes are like you know what they need like uh, a lot of people are making fun of Trevor Noah because he did this thing on the Daily Show where they're like, man, they kind of really don't pick movies that people actually watch they should right. they should nominate spider-man no way home and it's like i mean that's a good movie but that's not the point of the oscars yeah. people already saw that movie and it, chris you touched on this the oscars is a good way for to shine a light on movies that deserve to be seen by other people sure. that move the art forward that introduce new ideas and it elevates voices that maybe would not be elevated and so if you do that you are robbing the world of codas you know what i mean sure it's a terrible idea. And even he was trying to do what the
0: Oscars itself is doing. He was, just, I don't even think he believes that he was just, no. I'm going to write a bit that appeals to the younger audience that doesn't watch my show mm-hmm. and get retweeted fucking massively and, and pick up some extra, you know what I mean? Like that's all that was right. And we all do it. I do it. I make TikToks about Marvel stuff just because oh shit this might get some views right like it's yeah. you almost can't avoid
1: it it's gross but right. <laughs> <laughs> but audiences are smart they can tell when you're pandering, pandering. yeah there's and, a word for so that even if, if, <laughs> but if there's you like bo burnham song about it <laughs> that's a good song we're pandering <laughs> but if you like kind of are honest with what you are and what your goals are and you just do that people are receptive to the to that and I don't understand why they feel the need to like, you know what we need? We need to make 10 best picture nominees. Some of them have to be awful. Just. Trash. <laughs> Sorry, that was like, because I, I, I think the first year they did that, or at least one of the first years they did that, they're like, let's give a best picture nominee to the blind side. And it's like, why the fuck does that movie have any. The first year they did it, it might be not have was be-
0: the reasoning, but it was a result was so that the Dark Knight could be included. So a lot of people think it's a good decision. 2009, I think was the first year that they did that. Oh, I'm not
1: against the idea of having more nominees as long as they're like worthy of it. And I think it was a reversion back to the way the Oscars were in old Hollywood,
0: which I think mm. there originally was 10 or something could be wrong about that.
1: I'm I'm just against the the very clear naked uh decision to get more like we think people liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Let's give that a best picture nomination right. like no, why that has no reason to be in that conversation at all you know what i mean just for the sake of getting eyeballs on your award show that you're just going to make fun of the whole three hours anyway yeah for sure agreed so yeah oscars if you're
0: listening to streaming things or maybe your patrons at streaming things uh patreon.com streaming things listen to us we got ways to do this okay get your streaming service hire your lawyers coordinate the rights to all these films somehow be true to who you are charge us an arm and a leg and we'll pay it Mm -hmm. we will pay it if you build it we will come all over <laughs> it like, <laughs> like the trees. Yes.
2: <laughs> High five, Andy. That
0: was a callback to the beginning of the show. I think that's all the time that we have this week. Next week, we'll probably be talking about everything everywhere all at once. Steve, you better see it. You're coming oh, with us, right? I'm coming with you. Yeah. <laughs> us three and Sean. <laughs> okay. So we got the foursome, to, the the dynamic foursome. A lot of people were saying this is the best movie of the year unquestionably I have heard multiple respectable folks say this might be the best movie they've ever seen wow. so many people have said that that Daniel Kwan of the Daniels tweeted today the one who
1: doesn't patreon subscribe yes, yes.
0: <laughs> he tweeted guys i usually don't disparage my own films but at this point i think you're building it up a little too much people are going to be disappointed like he's embarrassed about how much people are gushing over oh, this film no. so i'm so excited to see it that's probably what we'll be talking about next week tune in for that my name is chris i'm Andy, and i'm steve and this was streaming things happy streaming